0: This month on Devil Times 5, The Exorcist, The Antichrist and more. The power of Christ compels you to listen. Yes, this is episode 10 of the Devil Times 5 Horror Podcast. We are into double figures. And joining us to reveal the theme of this month's show is Professor Jermaine Greer. So Jermaine, what is the theme of this month's show? Possession. There we go. Possessions, exorcisms, basically the exorcist and everything that followed in its wake. I'm Cliff and my four fellow devils, actual devils this month, are Emily, Richard, Sarah and CJ. Hey. Hello.
1: Hello.
0: So let's start by finding out what's been exercising us in the last few weeks, our highs and lows. And we'll start with Emily.
2: Um, well, a weird thing this month is I've got two films that um, probably count as both um, highs and lows simultaneously for the pair of them. Um, okay. As in, I like I like bits and not other bits. Um, first one was uh, Wishmaster, which for Ooh. some reason I'd never seen before. Uh, it's mostly crap, but I hmm. did enjoy a scene where a skeleton escapes from someone's body and runs around going ha ha ha. Campy, <laughs> <laughs> campy, stupid. Watch it if you're drunk. One of those. Have, have um, you seen I the sequel, just,
3: <laughs> Wishmaster Two? I 2? haven't
2: seen the sequels. No. That's the
3: best scene in the entire franchise. Really? Like going, oh well. <laughs> 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 to be honest, no. that,
2: my, my um, I set the bar quite low in terms of highlights. So yeah, I mean, I, I quite like the fact that that's sort of camp and silly, and also you've got um, people from other horror movies turning uh-huh. up. It's nice to see um, what's his face from Phantasm,
0: Reggie? Angus yeah. Scrim
3: Oh, Reggie um, yeah, Angus,
2: Scrim, Angus Scrim does the um, um narration at the beginning, which oh, is right. kind of amazing. Um, but and, no, you know,
3: it doesn't Tony app- Tony Todd and Kane Hodder
2: Oh that's right yeah yeah they're both it.
1: in there too It sounds great
2: yeah. I've, I've never seen
1: it but it sounds great from everything that you're saying
3: <laughs> I remember
0: liking it I've never never gone back to it but no I remember liking it
2: Yeah It's fun it's not one to rewatch and the other one is something that I know you guys have talked about on a previous podcast so I won't sort of dwell on it too long The other one is um The Neon Demon Ah
0: oh. Um, have we, have we which, talked about Neon Demon before? I'm not sure, yeah. I,
2: I think I think you've mentioned it before. I
1: think maybe Sarah had it as a highlight I uh, say, a few yeah, months ago. I was going to say, think it was
4: me.
2: Yeah, because I, I hated it, and apart from the last 20 minutes, which was <laughs> brilliant. Uh, I, I was completely
1: opposite. I loved it, apart from yeah. probably the last 40 minutes, where I thought it just yeah. fell off a cliff.
4: I think once you've seen the ending, it plays differently when you watch it. Back again. There's a lot mm. of quite clever stuff going on with dialogue that makes it worth another go because you'll notice things that you didn't notice the first time. Mm-hmm.
2: It is an interesting film. I will probably mm. rewatch it at some stage, even though I did spend a lot of it going, "Oh, come on."
4: Oh, <laughs> it's just gorgeous, though. Like it oh, it, it is. is. Nothing else. It I think is. It's, it's so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's very really good. looks looks good on a nice telly. Yeah,
3: um,
0: yeah, yeah. Great soundtrack too. Yeah. Really oh, mm, the okay.
3: soundtrack's yeah. fantastic, yeah. All right, Richard. Uh, I haven't watched too many horror movies this uh, month. I've had the apartment to myself for uh, like three months, uh, three weeks, sorry. So I've been watching a lot of manly movies, like uh, <laughs> Jerry Maguire, Forrest Gump, The Bodyguard, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, well, my low light is uh, Ametville, The Awakening, the latest Ametville <gasps> horror movie. <laughs> what? Just <is> so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no spoilers. I've been been looking forward to this one. <gasps> Have you That's not seen it yet? On. You two?
0: I thought you've been dying to see it.
3: I didn't think it was out. I'm pretty sure it went straight to the internet.
4: Yeah, it went straight to Google Play, didn't it? But I thought it wasn't out yet.
3: Yeah,
1: we might still be waiting for it in the UK.
3: <gasps>
4: yeah, probably. Cancel all our plans for the rest of today. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just cancel the movie. This is my uh, advice. Oh man, I've been really
1: looking forward to that.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, so awful. Yeah, after this and I Lived, I, I kind of think that uh, the director Frank or something, yeah. Yeah. his uh, main remake was just a fluke. Oh, because man. these two latest are awful. Although I liked P2. P2 was great. No, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah, yeah P2 was very good. But yeah, this one, not so much. So yeah, that's my low light. Uh, you guys will probably love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> knowing just, you, I, I... you'll love it.
4: I was very wedded to my conspiracy theory that it doesn't actually exist, so I'm quite disappointed that a real person that I know has actually seen it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, it already
3: exists. Unfortunately, it does. Anyway, and highlight. Uh, my highlight is... Um, I actually didn't have a highlight until last night when I watched uh, Gerald's Game on Netflix. Ooh. Ooh. Mike Flanagan's adaptation of the Stephen King novel, which I thought was really good, really well done. I don't know if you guys... I assume none of you have yeah, seen I it. Yeah, I saw it. I haven't yeah. seen it. I've seen, yeah, I've seen
1: didn't, it. Didn't didn't really yeah. like it. It was it was very faithful to no. the book, but I didn't like the book either. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't good read the
3: book. About it. I thought it was very well done, uh, except mm. the last maybe three minutes. I I loved
4: it. I so. I, I did and didn't like the last three minutes. Like, I liked it when I I liked that reveal just for the like oh <clears throat> shit moment, but then yeah, I thought about it. It was like no, actually, yeah. I'm not sure.
3: Yeah, it was kind of fun, but I was like, yeah, it wasn't necessary, I don't know. But it didn't, <laughs> it didn't ruin the movie anything, I, I thought it was very good. And, and it's so probably as well. Yeah, that hand scene, like the injury detail on the hand, it's probably the best slash worst thing I've seen since Green Room. That was, that was a great, a fact effects yeah. work.
1: Yeah, the injury detail sexually. was horrendous, yeah, like really uh-huh. gross.
3: Um, yeah, it was, so... Yeah, I liked it. I think it's his best since his first movie, Absentia. What? That's that's how much I, I loved it. <gasps> no. Oh, yeah.
4: No, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Oculus, best <is> <laughs> <having> piece. <laughs> nah,
3: yeah. this one's better than Oculus. No, no I like Oculus, but I thought it was this was bad.
4: I think I even prefer uh, even, but I think I prefer Ouija Origin of Evil to um. Oh yeah, game
3: big well. time. Yeah. For, for me, yeah. like
1: *Origin of I Evil*, that *Absentia*, and *Oculus* are the good ones. Yeah. The other three are just dreadful.
3: Yeah. See, I l- I like all his movies. Even like *Before I Wake*, I thought it was yeah. you know surprisingly he's, good. He's
1: half and half for yeah. me. The more the more Stephen Kingy yeah. he is, the worse he is. And I thought *Before I Wake* felt very yeah. Stephen Kingy as well. I find so,
0: yeah, I find that's... him quite an average director
3: quite like some, oh, his films a but, no, I think it's a, he's a great director I love but him I and
4: I, I'm yeah. really looking forward to his uh, Haunting of Hill House adaptation so
3: yeah
0: okay oh. um, my highlight is um, The Devil's Candy anyone seen that?
3: no but I want to
0: it's really cool it's about this um, uh, this small family the um, the head of the family the guy is a um, a metaller and a, um, a painter an artist and moves his family into this farmhouse where the previous owners were killed by their big fat possessed son, uh, who's played by Pruitt Taylor Vince I think um, and uh, everything starts to go to shit for him uh, he starts getting all demonic and I don't know, it's, it's, it's quite a snappy little movie, about 80 minutes long and just really cool, looks amazing it's, the soundtrack's brilliant um, and I, I loved it it's really really good um, very rare to have something like that come out of America I think that is just so cool just cool it's,
1: isn't it an Australian director yeah
0: that is it's Sean Byrne who did yeah. The Loved Ones yeah Loved Ones yeah. yeah um but I think this is a lot better than The Loved Ones and my low light is <laughs> Sella Turkica which is one of the toe tag productions oh yeah yeah, yeah I've seen effort. that That's it's basically a remake of Death Dream yeah um it's about a soldier coming who comes back from war paralyzed and um yeah, everything goes to shit. But not until after about 100 minutes of really inane, <laughs> mundane conversations about oh cakes God. and, yeah. I don't know, kung fu and oh, oh, but really that, boring. That ending, though.
1: <laughs> Come on, it's worth the it. It's and gory, worth it just for, like, the last 10 minutes.
0: If, if all the deaths in the last five minutes were, were as gory as the first one, then yeah. But um, <sighs> I don't know. I think for... It's like they blew their whole effects budget on that one pulling a head apart. Well, no, because <laughs> no, really the the cellar,
1: Turkica thing itself is quite uh, gross, and yeah, right. imaginative,
0: but it's all right. But yeah, it's not a great film. film. Yeah, <laughs> so boring. Um, Cj, what about you? Uh,
1: well, I didn't have a great month. <laughs> I've watched a lot of pretty mediocre films. I think uh, if I'm going to pick a low light. I'd probably go beyond one of the possession films that we'll probably come to later. I think Personal Shopper was probably my low light. Um,
3: What? Yeah, that was was (laughs) so boring.
1: Ah, So good. Just like two hours of Kristen Stewart looking constipated and texting. (laughs) I, I mean, like, the whole film is just her face, like, and yeah, it just—that <laughs> was so so boring. I felt like I, thought I was, she was brilliant trapped in forever in in watching that film, and I just couldn't get out, and it would never end. So yeah, I I hate that. Apologies to Richard, who clearly passionately enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought
3: it was very good, but well, hey, I, I didn't make it. So. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: kind of liked it um, I'm not really big on ghost stories but as, as ghost stories go I thought it was, it was yeah, really good in parts
4: It was barely a ghost story
0: And
1: my highlights uh, since I didn't really watch anything new that I liked uh, I would say it was a rewatch of Tetsuo the Iron Man which has not lost anything since the last time i watched it which was back in the 90s uh i really so, thought yeah. that yeah it, w- it would have aged it wouldn't be very good uh i mean i loved it when it when it came out but uh but yeah watching it again the other night i had some friends around and we stuck it on and just within the first few minutes everyone was like whoa oh my god uh,
5: and just <laughs>
1: getting that kind of reaction from a film i've not had that for a while when I've watched the film with friends and uh, yeah I mean it's just so intense from start to finish just
0: brilliant beautiful film Hmm. cool and Sarah
4: yeah um, I think my low light is probably the taking of Deborah Logan which I've been meaning to watch for such a long time because everyone kept telling me it was great and since we were doing Possession I was like this is my time I'm going to watch it Um, it's just kind of one of those fan footage movies that doesn't work isn't it
0: yeah, very much. <laughs> basically, <laughs> um, just... found footage movies seem to have seem to have about two ideas, don't they? And one of them is um, mm. someone walks in a room and the possessed person is standing in the corner facing the wall, and that happens a few times in this, doesn't it? Yeah, um,
4: yeah. it just it just doesn't work. It kind of it does go a little bit crazy towards the end. I think there's a couple of gifs that have been made from it that yeah. <laughs> do the rounds on Twitter a few times, but that's mm. basically all that's worth watching about it um and my highlight is kind of a toss-up between two horror movies that i've seen in the cinema this month which is like such a nice feeling that like yeah i've seen two new horror movies that i really like mm-hmm. um one is double date which is a british um horror comedy although i think they're trying not to call it that uh about um a guy who's about to turn 30 and wants to lose his virginity and hooks up with these two girls and that turns out to be a very bad idea um I don't want to really want to spoil it but if it's still on everyone should go see it. Yeah. I thought it was really really good. You the probably you guys probably sort of fight first, right? Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I, I did. Yeah. You didn't.
1: It was brilliant.
4: Yeah, and my other one my other one is Happy Death Day, which is the Blumhouse horror this Halloween um which is a sort of postmodern type thing about a girl who is killed by a masked slasher killer and then has to relive the day over and over until she figures out who the killer is and manages to survive so yeah it's like groundhog day but a slasher and i really really enjoyed it and i know craig didn't but i i thought it was great it was
1: it wasn't that i hated it it was just really average it it needed gore Ah, it it, it needed to be like really crazy and it just wasn't uh...
4: i just thought it was really sweet like the whole thing was just really kind of nice (laughs) i
0: like the the sound of the concept but um Mm, it's a good concept is, wasn't it done in Triangle? Uh,
4: well, Not in that case, case wasn't it? No. Because no, Triangle's a fucking time crimes rip-off anyway, yeah. so fuck Triangle. <laughs> better
0: than time crimes. If it.
4: anything, if anything, it's um, been done before in a movie called Haunter from 2013, which is about a girl trapped in a time loop trying to figure out who killed her and some other girls. But it's got a very yeah. different vibe. This one's kind of quite funny, quite sharp, Um
1: it's very wholesome it's just really
4: fun it sort of in in a sort of sweeter final destination kind of a way and I don't think it's scary and you're right it's not gory but um I just thought it was a lot just just a really good time at the cinema
0: all right there are our highs and lows now let's move on to this month's theme and we've got um Danny Dyer here to remind us what it is so uh, Danny what is this <laughs> what? month's theme uh,
5: possession there we go <laughs>
0: Our first feature this month is a proper classic: William Friedkin's *The Exorcist* from 1973. The Exorcist.
3: Father Karras, it's an honor to meet you. I believe we should begin. I think it might be
5: helpful if I gave you some background on the different personalities Reagan has manifested. So
3: far, I'd say there seem to be three. She's convinced there is she- only one. Especially important is the warning to avoid conversations with the demon. We may ask what is relevant, but anything beyond that is dangerous. He will lie to confuse us, but he will also mix lies with the truth. The attack is psychological and powerful.
5: The Exorcist, the movie you've been waiting for.
0: The Exorcist is about how a girl changes from this.
2: Captain Howdy. Do you think my mum's pretty? Into this. Fuck me! Keep away! The sour's
5: mine! Fuck me! Lift me! Lick me! Just. Fuck you! Fuck me! Do you
2: know
0: what she you did, dark canting daughter? <laughs> so. <laughs> I love off, that line so much. It's so good. Yeah. First off, then, are we all in agreement that it is a stone cold five star classic?
3: <laughs> yes. Sometimes. Yeah. Come on! <laughs> yeah, so, I mean
1: it's it's a great movie, but but I think I think you've got to be in the right headspace to watch it to really get out of it what it can give you nowadays. I th- I think there's an element of suspension of pop culture awareness uh, when you rewatch it now, I think uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, it is, it is a superb film I don't mean to diminish or belittle that but I watched it again last night for the first time in probably about 12 years um, and it didn't get me the way it's got me in the past I have to admit no, me that there was something a little. I, di- I did full disclosure. Did watch the version you've never seen, as it says on the DVD, which I think is the longest version. So maybe it yeah. suffered a little bit from having a bit of flab. Um, I uh, don't we'll know. We'll talk about
0: that in a bit because yeah, yeah. Fact, that that version is not <laughs> it does it's, not do nice things to the film. No,
4: it's the worst. I think I think no, that was the main problem. It was a terrible version.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I. I I first saw it when it was re-released in the early 90s in a cinema, packed cinema, and I think just the reputation that I'd heard about it, you know, mm. I was so nervous as it started, like just tense all over, fingers clawing into the uh, the armrests, oh. and I think like five minutes in when you've got the end of the the Iraq scene with the um, with Marion facing the big demon statue and the jackals yeah. are barking and. Uh, the music, all the screechy music—it just absolutely shit me up, and I just did not get any less shit up for the next two hours. And I still, every time I watch it now, I still remember that, and it's part of me that's always going to be scared of the Exorcist. Yeah,
1: I, I understand. I, 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 the, I think the first—the first time I saw it was, if you remember, the old German satellite channels, RTL. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else had those, but they yeah. basically just showed like porn and horror after about eight <laughs> o'clock in the evening, which was pretty incredible because obviously both of those things were very hard to get hold of in, in Britain at the time. Uh, and one but night, dubbed, should, dubbed in a German lot of the time it was dubbed into German, but yeah. one time they showed The Exorcist uh, with German subtitles, so I taped it oh, off, really? uh, off the telly and watched it, and it was just amazing. Same experience as Cliff, you know, the reputation had preceded it, and I was I was terrified. Um, and I do have echoes of that when I watch it. Like, there were at least a couple of scenes last night where I did have that kind of. Um, but I, 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 don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe you just you know, spend too much time on the internet. My attention span's gone. I, you know, I, I'm thrill seeking harder than I was. Um, hmm. I don't know. What's
0: the German for "Your mother sucks cocks in hell"? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I didn't memorise that, but I'm sure, I'm sure I can find it out. We can edit Quentin that in. Google Translate. Yeah. The <laughs> I
4: don't
0: know. The Mutter something. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> um, Emily, uh, you, you used to be a Catholic, so you've got a yes. religious-based take on it, have you?
2: Yeah, Um. except I didn't, because the kind of... <laughs> catholicism that i grew up with was kind of it was sort of cultural rather than any kind of like proper you know we are particularly churchy it was, i mean my dad is a northern irish catholic and um we mostly used to go to mass so we could stop at the off license on the way home and buy beer <laughs> but it was a sort of off like the but it's a sort of off license that also had um videos to rent so i used to go and look at all the horror films i wouldn't be allowed to watch so i was kind of associate church with sort of illicit things anyway i don't know what that says about me but um yeah, it's it's quite um, it's quite interesting to see it as, as sort of as a Catholic and to have the um, the see what the the, the lives of the, the, the priests are like. You get a little bit of an insight into that, which is something that um, I suppose when you're a kid and you grow up with it, you just sort of think, yeah, well, you know, there are men who sometimes wear dresses and they all they all some of them live in a big house together and that's that's all cool and that's fine. Um, and some of the priests in The Exorcist remind me of um, priests that we had coming into the school, including one. Young um, Irish priest who caused a sensation by saying fuck in an <laughs> RE lesson.
0: <Whoa. laughs> we, we had a, we had a um, priest at our school said fuck at an assembly once. <laughs> no, wow. I wasn't pissed. It was something rude anyway.
1: Got it. I never saw a priest swear at school. I feel like I've missed out on this formative <laughs> experience.
2: We had the swearing priest. We also had uh, the Polish priest who used to drive the minibus when we had uh, day trips. And he used to always play Guns N' Roses at top volume. <laughs> so he liked it. It was awesome. Wow. The people would be like, what the hell's all that noise? And then they'd sort of look around and there'd be a bus full of schoolgirls being driven by a priest listening to get in the ring or whatever. So... <laughs> so he didn't swear, but he played the songs that swore. So Axel Rose did his swearing for him. So there we
0: go. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, Richard, what, what are your thoughts on The Exorcist?
3: Well, I, I think, yeah, like you said, it's a classic in the horror genre. And I love it uh but for the record i've never found it particularly scary i'm not scared when i watch it i'm more like you are know, thrilled you know, suspenseful but it it's never scared me like a lot of movies that scares me but but not this one for some reason i've never found it very scary
0: i think the um editing is very scary in a way like it seems Run a lot shorter than you expect, and you suddenly have a really, really jarring cut from like um, Mm. I think it goes from the scene where Chris is tucking Reagan into bed suddenly to a noisy bar, and just the the change in volume Uh is Mm. enough to as a a jump scare.
3: The whole movie is kind of unnerving. There's this you know tension throughout, but it's never scared me. Uh, Maybe jump here and there, but I don't know. I I don't consider it the scariest movie ever made. Not at Sarah,
4: at all. I'm just enjoying Cliff advocating for sudden loud noises as a good scare. <laughs> no, but, yeah. but
0: there's a um, there's a scene where Damien's listening to the tapes and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, All of a sudden, the phone rings. Now, that's not yeah. accompanied oh, yeah. by a great big sort but, of musical stab, is it? It's just no. a phone ring, uh, and it's, it's just like, oh, it basically Sarah punched
4: me when that time. happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he he like <laughs> smacked me bad. when that happened. I was like, <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um,
2: I'm actually quite scared of ringing phones anyway, so that was a proper jump scare moment
1: for me. No surprise. I mean, no yeah. no good can come from a ringing phone.
0: <laughs> Talking of those tapes he listens to, um, supposedly when he plays it backwards, um, Reagan can be heard saying, I am no one, but I think she says, it sounds like when she's saying it forwards as well. So I did a little test. I uh, recorded yeah. myself saying, I am no one. I am no one. And then I played it in reverse. I am no one. See, it's similar. <laughs> But I've totally cheated it. That's that's not what I (laughs) have no one back with. But, you know, I thought thought I'd check.
1: Sounds the same, but with a sort of vague Hebrew accent. I have no one. I have no son.
0: Um, Another fun fact. (laughs) Did you know that um, sales of pea soup plummeted after The Exodus was released? To the extent that one American (laughs) company that specialised in pea soup went out of business.
4: Wow, Wow, that's amazing. Is that really true?
0: No made that up. <laughs>
4: oh. I want it to be true. I want that to be, be true news. now, too. So.
0: And there's a bit where, um, bit where he says that uh, Reagan actually claims that she's the devil, which is the same as saying that you're Napoleon Bonaparte. Now, hmm. I went to school with a kid who claimed he was Napoleon Bonaparte <laughs> and tried to insist that everyone called him Nappy as his nickname. <laughs> That's wow. amazing. Yeah, I wonder what he's doing now. Jeremy Marsh, if you're out there, let us know. Still <laughs> <a bit> weird. <laughs> and the door, the bedroom door is scary. Come on. Every time the door is opened, you don't know what's going to be behind it.
3: Uh huh.
5: Yeah.
0: No?
3: The bedroom set is brilliant.
1: Like, oh, it's yeah. a really, really good set. Um, especially if you've got that residual fear from the first time you saw it. It's so distinctive that when you see that set again, you immediately start to get a bit creeped out. Yeah.
0: You can almost, almost smell it as well, can't you? the sick mm. whatever yeah there's a lot of like.
4: fluids in this movie there's a lot of, a lot of fluids.
0: Um, should we talk about the director's cut then what well, that adds or doesn't I mean I, I, whose fucking idea was it to put a demon head on the kitchen extractor unit thing <laughs> the I demon know. face pop up it just looks yeah. ridiculous
3: <laughs> yeah all those just, they just annoy me in the uh, you new know, director's cut as well as the, you know, the infamous spider walk which is kind of cool but it's so obvious it's not you know Reagan's oh, it looks Blair. so
4: bad. Like, yeah, it's clearly an adult woman. I know, yeah. woman. Was, I know yeah. that's
3: why it's... Why did they decide to add that? It's,
4: well, uh, the, it's what? it's bizarre, because saying. apparently they didn't shoot like reactions to it, because he realised, oh, this isn't going to work. Mm, so the fact yeah. that they ever decided to edit that back in seems really bizarre. I know, bizarre. and it's likewise... Like, the, you only the, shot the half s- of it.
0: Yeah, likewise, the scene where um, uh, they first take Reagan to the clinic... It makes no sense because she hasn't done anything weird yet, and the reason she hasn't been seen doing anything weird yet is because they lost the soundtrack for the previous scene, so that isn't uh, in the director's oh, cut.
1: Wow! I yeah, thought okay. that was just the sort of weird uh, way that they they structure the film, where they do pass reference to the fact that the bed was shaking and yeah. there were various things that had happened. And I thought it was just that oh, we're being suggestive. We're not. We're not going <laughs> to show you this. No, no, <laughs> no, no they no, just lost uh, it. Wow. There should be a scene where wow. she's
0: crawling around like sticking her tongue out like a lizard. Um, but that's—I mean—you can you can watch that without the soundtrack, but they couldn't put it back in. Oh, the I fight. love that scene. Yeah, it that's looks a, it looks cool. There, but yeah, it just. That's awesome. Why, if you haven't got that scene, then yeah. why have the subsequent scene yeah. that makes you know mm. that follows it? So yeah, that was a really bad idea that director's cut.
3: Although it shouldn't really be labeled the director's cut because most of the scenes he, uh, William Friedkin, put back in as a favor to William yeah. Peter Blatty, the writer yeah. and uh, producer. Mm. Those are scenes mm. he wanted in originally, but. Friedkin, you know, was, was against it huh? and cut them. So it's more about you know producers, writers cut, I guess.
0: Um, something I don't think I'd really noticed before, I'd really picked up on before, was um, <laughs> when Damien's trying to get Reagan to. Prove that you know. Find out whether she's really possessed or not. He asks her what his mother's maiden name is. Is this even a fucking call center? <laughs> 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 What's
4: also weird about yeah. that is like the demon knows enough about him to know that his mother's recently died and knows enough to like impersonate her, but can't mm. pull up what her maiden name was. You're like, what kind of shit demon no, is it that anyway? Doesn't like being tested
1: like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. I don't have to answer your questions.
4: Mm i don't know i think at the around the point where her face starts kind of cracking open and she's got the demon contact lenses in the fact that they're still going maybe it's just you know it's psychosomatic and like come on <laughs> fucking devil eyes over there
2: um is not the movie meant to be cursed isn't that one of those mm, yeah long-standing myths about people getting injured on set and yeah yeah and sort of tragedies happening to people that were involved with the film but then you know that that always comes up anytime there's anything to do with sort of devils it kind of lends itself to oh this is cursed
1: yeah
4: good marketing that
2: it is good marketing <laughs> and also wasn't there a story isn't there wasn't there a story that somebody died watching the exorcist oh okay. that was one <laughs> no, of those probably. one of those myths that when i mean they could have died of a heart attack or something but it was like yeah. oh someone died of fright put that on the poster yeah. brilliant
0: yeah I'm sure people have died watching all sorts of films. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be doing something when you die, unless it's in your sleep. Yeah, it's only only horror
4: movies that they decide to incorporate that into the branding. I would
3: die watching a movie. I just know that because that's all I do. So I would definitely (laughs) die watching a movie. Probably
4: Forrest Gump
0: or
3: Jerry Maguire. (laughs) Probably. Stuff like that.
0: What would be the most embarrassing movie to die in front of?
1: (laughs) It would be some kind of porn thing, surely. Like, you know. (laughs)
0: I was with gonna a, say Teen Wolf two, two, but we have yeah, okay we'll... see <laughs> <Team laughs> <Wolf laughs> two Teen Wolf two. Oh Team Wolf too oh, yeah, good. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but yeah, maybe the porn would be more embarrassing.
0: Uh right, okay, so the Exorcist spawned a whole slew of copycat movies and we'll talk about some of them in a moment. But there was a British film that came out the year before. Which Emily you wanted to talk about?
2: Um oh want well, um the possession of Joel Delaney. Yes. Um it's n- well it's a British director, but the film was made in New York.
0: Yeah. It was it was um, uh, produced by ITC though, which was Lou Gray's
2: company Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, that's a really really interesting film, um, not least because William Peter Blatty who wrote The Exorcist, is close friends with Shirley MacLaine, who is in the in Joel Delaney, and apparently at one point she was going to do The Exorcist, or she was up for the part, but she didn't. She took decided to take this film instead. Um, there's quite a lot of interesting parallels between this and The Exorcist in that it talks. It's kind of about the city and about um there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with sound and it's quite interesting sort of from the point of view of um for a lot of it 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 feels more like your standard kind of 70s art house movie it's quite talky there's a lot of scenes of the camera kind of going around the city or around a dinner party where everyone is really kind of waspy and awful and (laughs) saying horrible casually racist things or just like oh oh my god we (laughs) had to take the bus here (sighs) Um, and well, it's definitely a big,
0: Mc- a big racial element to the film, isn't there? Because um, the, yes. Joel Delaney is possessed by a Puerto, Puerto Rican guy. serial killer. And, yes. And um, Shirley MacLaine's character is, you know, a society woman. And, yeah, it's, it's def- definitely a kind of theme of, um, of what happens if poor people take over our nice lives, our nice yeah. privileged white lives.
2: And um, I suppose in some ways you could kind of, it when it kind of goes to go sort of, Full horror, which it only really does at the end. You, you kind of think that maybe it sort of loses something a bit because then it gets to be quite over the top. And he's the the brother who the brother and the brother sister relationship is quite weird, and qu- there's sort of kind of an implication that it's a little bit slightly incest sort of. In-
0: there's a lot oh. of incest in possession movies.
2: Yes, That's yeah, weird, there's, isn't there's, it? There's, I nearly said incesty, I'm pretty sure that's not the it's, it's sort of yeah, there's there's a sort of an an, an implication that there um there's some incestuous stuff going on. And mm. um they're they're from they're from this sort of posh kind of um midtown Manhattan background, or that's that's where she lives anyway. Um and then she can't understand why he chose he chooses to live in an area that's considerably poorer and where a lot of the people are Puerto Rican. And he's kind of like, he's a, he's at the start of the film, he's this kind of sort of sweet young guy who's a bit hippie-ish and a little bit kind of, Hey, I'm just going to play the guitar. Um, there was a review that came out of this film by, by um, Roger Ebert, which was slightly bitchy because it starts off with um, the best thing you can say about the possession of Joel Delaney is at least it gave him an occupation because <laughs> he's just like, he's like a constant kind of gap year guy. Yeah yeah He doesn't yeah. really do anything <laughs> apart from, Oh, I might write a poem today, that sort of thing. And then he gets possessed, and he's he's got he's got something to do, and that's mostly killing people. But
0: yeah, and um, when the first body is discovered, it is actually genuinely shocking. Yeah, the way the, the body is laid out on the in this room, and um, and then of course the the big ending where he forces his prepubescent nephew, I guess he's like twelve or something, yes, to yeah. get completely naked and dance around just to, for his pleasure, and then beats, yeah, you know, nice. manhandles him, throws him around the place. It's one of those they, you, you couldn't make that today. Kind of and thing,
2: he, he makes it? he makes the niece <laughs> get on the floor and eat dog food. Yeah, it, it's um, yeah, that's, that's c- That scene is is very odd and disturbing. But and it's scored
0: it's, with it's... silly medieval music, which I think takes something it, away, but um,
2: it does a little bit, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but have, have the rest of you seen it
3: at all? Never no, know. it's
0: it's well worth watching. I've never really even heard good. of it
3: mm. until you. I gotta watch it now. Uh, mm. Sounds interesting.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, on to the rip-offs. Many, many, many of them. Most of them are Italian. Um, Richard, are you a fan <laughs> of those? I suspect you are.
3: Oh, yes. Oh, sure. I love rip-offs. I, yeah. uh, yesterday, I, w- I watched uh, House of Exorcism. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Lisa and the Devil recut. Yeah. Oh, it's
0: like the sliding doors of possession movies, isn't it? Because <laughs> you can choose which version to watch. And, uh, you know, it does does Lisa go into this weird sort of uh, gothic yeah. dream, dreamlike Nightmare, dream dreamlike nightmare, you know. Or does she yeah. get possessed and start swearing at her priest? You know?
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I like you both. But... Choose your own adventure. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. But now and I'm imagining
2: just... that that is actually like sliding doors, so she just at one point just meets some bloke on a train and
0: yeah. it's lovely.
2: <laughs> but
1: it's really cool. I'd love to see Mario Barber's sliding
0: doors. They went back and they got, like, uh, one of the original supporting act- actors uh, who happened to be the director's daughter so that was easy enough um, or the producer's daughter I think and um, went back to the location and it's seamless until later on when a, they just have the to hospital. keep dropping yeah they just keep dropping bits of yeah. Lutheran like and the devil back in without any context yeah. and it just gets really they just keep going
3: back back and forth you know yeah. switching between the two locations and it's kind of you know, I don't know it doesn't quite work no. and the possession slash exorcism scene said just so silly and I obviously I like And obviously made right after The Exorcist. Yeah. But, I know, it's kind of fun. But Lisa and the Devil, it's obviously uh, way better. And actually a good movie.
0: Mm, I don't know. I I like them equally, I think.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm sure you do. (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: Because, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I just, I just love possession <laughs> movies. I love, I love uh, women being sweary and lewd, and I love furniture <laughs> flying around. And, <laughs> yeah. and I love how,
3: like, all these post Exorcist movies, like kind of offs, remakes, whatever. Uh, the possessed person acts like, you know, just like Reagan did in The Exorcist. Yeah, I have to talk like this. Yeah, and the swearing and <laughs> have to throw up this, this green slime. They're all like they're all the same. They're all so similar. I know, like they're, they're possessed by the same person in all these, you know, 10, 15, 20 different movies. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, no, maybe maybe yeah, they're all possessed by devils or demons, oh, aren't they? Well, yeah. At least it's consistent. Makes it more realistic. <laughs> yeah. um, CJ. Yes. Any rip off favorites? Favorite rip offs?
1: Yeah, I I'm a big fan of Satan, the Turkish exorcist, <laughs> um, which I think. A lot of people know for being quite badly made in terms of standards that you're used to. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Turkish cinema had not entirely uh, become what it is now back in the the 70s, and Turkish genre cinema certainly was was non-existent. Um, All of it was these kind of low-budget rip-off movies, pretty much. like, they would take whatever popular western movie come out and then just shoot a very, very cheap version of it uh, in Turkey. And uh, Satan is, is one of those. Uh, and it's very, very similar to The Exorcist yeah. in a lot of ways. Like It's got a lot of the same plot points, um, tries to to recreate some of the special effects, including the the Pazuzu statue and the oh, that, that is really David funny. The yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I mean, That's awesome. They unfortunately didn't have the money to make a statue quite like the one mm. in the Hollywood movie, so it's kind of a googly-eyed paper mache thing <laughs> that sort of stands on the edge of the. Have, you, have you seen the like Turkish them, ET? Pretty silly. Uh, have you
0: seen what the Turkish ET? I think there's more I than
2: one Turkish T. ET. No.
0: Oh well, I just just searched for stills of it. I haven't watched it, but the ET right. that they've got in it just is like. <laughs> so oh, is that um?
2: He's called Buddy, isn't he? Because I think yeah. I've, I think I've seen the trailer, and the trailer yeah. is amazing. Wow. It's just literally just a clip from the clip of the film, and um, uh, Buddy's skill appears to be pissing smoke. <laughs> 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 so, he turns up at the, yeah. the the kids in the in the the Elliot um, analog is in the. Um, in the hallway and um, his dad or his granddad comes out to shout at him and then he kind of steps aside and this little this horrible rubber alien appears and just apparently pisses smoke (laughs) and then there's this it's called benny hill chase sequence it does look like the best film ever i've not actually but
0: But what about satan (laughs)
2: <laughs> I think Satan
1: uh, actually genuinely distances itself from from a lot of that stuff of, of the time, because yeah. for one, it's really important historically, because it's the first Turkish horror movie, mm-hmm. really. Um, I think it does some interesting things in that it gets away from the Judeo-Christian theology that uh, the exorcist uses, mm-hmm. and it doesn't... Quite go as far as translating that into like full Islamic horror, like some of the modern Turkish no, films it keeps do. It scientific, um, they? they're, they're
0: psych- psychiatrists or psychologists. But yeah, exactly.
1: It kind of has this weird middle ground, and I think that's really interesting when you put it, not wishing to be a wanker, but when you put it in the historical context of Turkey at the time, um, not really knowing its place culturally because it was trapped between East and yeah. West in terms of the politics and culture. Um, and it is interesting to see these Western movies sort of being remade in a, in a Middle Eastern style, but not quite. Um, and it really did pave the way I think for what came about 20 years later in, in, in Turkey, which is this new wave of horror that's, that's happening now. Um, I think, I don't know, while it is a silly, silly movie at times, like the way they keep playing tubular bells over <laughs> and over again. Like every scene ends and it's tubular bells again, which obviously they don't even have the copyright for. Um, that, that is funny. Uh, but at the same time, there's, there's bits of it that I think are genuinely quite creepy.
0: I think it loses something by the by the exorcists wearing suits rather than religious regalia.
1: yeah. Um. Yeah, I think just visually it looks like a 70s Euro trash movie um, and I like that aesthetic, mm. so I don't know, there's a lot to genuinely enjoy about it and it is groundbreaking in terms of the cultural context. So, it's a good movie.
2: Have you seen the um, the documentary about... Oh yeah, the Remix, remake, remake, Ripoff. Remake, remake, yeah, rip-off.
1: yeah, that's brilliant. That's really, fascinating.
2: Really there's a lot of incredibly creative stuff being done to get all these movies out yeah. and then producing dozens of them in one yeah,
5: year
2: and... Finding all these interesting solutions to, when they didn't have the equipment. So they didn't have anything to kind of, they didn't have any tracks to move the cameras around on. So, with one movie, what they did was they got massive bars of soap and put the, um, the camera, it sounds, it sounds mental, but it's really, really creative um, and clever. Um, they got massive bars of soap and they kind of propped the camera up on these long stilt things and then put it in like two uh, channels of water. So it could move back and forth that way. it's just absolutely ingenious yeah and um, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun campy clips in that um, documentary too.
1: Great documentary because it it doesn't deny that these things are funny and campy, but I think it also is, yeah. is intelligent and compassionate and doesn't present it as a oh, hey, look at this, this is crazy It, it does actually yeah, look at why absolutely. those movies were made mm-hmm. and how, like you say the technical side of it, which is really creative, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't just laugh at them but it does laugh with no, them uh, which is great. Really, yes. really good documentary.
0: Yeah. We're probably not going to have time to talk about many of these films because, uh, yeah, really interesting stuff so far. But, um, I mean, there's just so fucking many like Exorcist Three Cries and Shadows, yeah. um, Magdalena Possessed by the Devil. Uh, there's ah, oh. um, I've watched one on a plane called Malabimba, which is directed by Andrea Bianchi. And, um, I was quite innocently watching this possession <laughs> movie on, on the plane, I thought this would be fine, oh. you know. And then, first clue that something was amiss was when, um, a woman's top spontaneously pops open and her tits fall out at dinner, um, and <laughs> I hate but, when that happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then a bit—it's right you know, the not long boat. after that that I think Malabimba oh. walks in on her uncle uh, having his cock sucked in explicit detail. I thought, oh, it's one of those films, right. it. and um, so. I thought, should I not watch this on the plane? Uh, And I just turned my tablet sort of towards the window (laughs) and went back in my seat. So so the people behind could see it in the reflection as well. (laughs) Uh, We were at the back row of business class, so the curtain was there. The curtain of being able to watch porn. (laughs) (laughs) Every plane has a porn Porn curtain. curtain. (laughs) Um, Should we uh, talk about the official Exorcist sequels? Any. Anyone like any of them? Yeah. I like two I and three. I
3: haven't actually seen mean, them. Two no, is,
4: I don't think I have. Two and three are interesting. The
3: is it's is pretty awful, but kind of interesting. Yeah, terrible. I think it's a lot of fun, but it's very trippy and doesn't make a lot of sense. But it's, I don't know, I think it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think
1: anything that has James Earl Jones spitting up a leopard and saying, oh, I've flown on yeah. the wings <laughs> of a locust, I mean, that is Hollywood drugs yeah. at their best and most potent. <laughs> wow.
3: Yeah. I yeah, want we'll tell about smoking. It's got a lot of cool stuff and and you get to see um I can't remember his name. Maxon Silas's character, his backstory. Yeah. Not that it was necessary, but it's kind of interesting. No. See and where, and it's, where it where kind of makes
0: sense why they cast such a, you know, comparatively young actor in the role if they were always planning to yeah. Bringing him back as a younger man in the, in the sequel yeah. yeah um i don't know whose idea it was to put reagan doing a tap dance in a spangly waistcoat halfway it's, through the great, great scene. it's not it's not the scariest bit, is it <laughs> the film isn't scary at all
1: like 2 it's just trippy no um yeah
0: um exodus 3 is good
2: yeah. yeah it's very good I've had that recommended to me by a lot of it's people. It's a good film. It's, it mm. doesn't really feel
1: like an exorcist film. I almost wish that they hadn't shoehorned in the, the last section where it does tie it back. Um, yeah. I think it would be stronger mm. without that. It's really interesting.
0: Yeah. They got they got Jason Miller back to play as, as for the reshoots rather than for the, mm. the film that they're actually making. Yeah, it's weird.
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: they, yeah. they wanted, I think they wanted Jason Miller, but apparently he was a drunk at the time, couldn't remember lines and stuff, so... Mm. They got Brad Dorif to play the Gemini, yeah. but originally it wasn't supposed to have any new possession exorcism stuff. Mm. Those was all added. That, that was all reshoots. Yeah, which the is all, a shame. The whole ending is uh, is just reshoots. Yeah. And
0: George uh, C. Scott is pretty good replacing Lee J. Cobb as Kinderman. i oh, so well, If there's another, if there's another film, they'll get like Gordon T. Gopher or someone like that to mm. just to carry on with the full of Those names. If that was a good joke, that'll be cut. Um, <laughs> hey,
3: our, our listeners might like it. Uh, the
0: Night Child is a good film. I just want to play this um, clip from The Night Child, um, which is quite a classy one. It's not, it doesn't do the, um, you know, growling and spitting puke and all that kind of stuff. It's a much classier film, but it does have this line in it where the lead is talking about goats. Now, see if you can guess what the, the next word he says is. Well, creatures with cloven feet... Are notoriously creatures with cloven feet are notoriously anyone want to guess what the next word is?
1: Soft.
2: Evil.
0: <laughs> Soft. <laughs> what? It's uh, it's this.
5: Well, creatures with cloven feet are notoriously sexy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Oh my god! I, I, how has that not been sampled by like some industrial yeah. band like My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult? <laughs> that, that would I mean. be wonderful, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, also we, we probably should move on because we've been uh, chatting about yeah, a few films in run quite out detail out and I like that. but I just want to I've got this other clip from a uh, more recent one The Exorcism of Emily Rose at the start the prosecutor because uh, it's a courtroom drama really uh, the prosecutors are trying to decide what attorney they should get to um, represent their case um, So,
4: yeah he's no choir boy in the courtroom,
0: I've seen him tear people up on cross, he's a shrewd son of a bitch so how do you get uh, an attorney that good do you, how much do you have to pay him all right, pull him off whatever he's doing. No, just pull him off. <laughs>
5: oh,
2: dear.
0: Right, uh, Emily, have you got anything else you want to talk about?
2: Uh, yes, um, the black exploitation exorcist ripoff Abbey is well worth
3: a watch. Is is that the one with? Uh, is that the one with Benicio del Toro? Uh, no I doubt it. No. I'll just look at the poster. That's so Benicio del Toro. What, you know, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, no, I come know what I you, mean, know yes. image
2: you mean. I was trying to work out what what. Yeah, she she does look like him in that picture. Yeah, yeah it's, so it's it's just kind like of in it. the makeup as well. So that was yeah. that's weird. You know, like the way that you see the demon face in the actual Exorcist. Hmm. That was kind of like a precursor to seeing what the actor Benicio Del Toro would look like twenty years later. So if they ever do, <laughs> if they ever do a remake. A... Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, so they'd have um, the the woman being possessed and then it'd just be Benicio Del Toro um, having up a storm for the the, um, (laughs) possession scenes. Um, But yeah, Abby was quite hard to get hold of for a while because Warner Brothers actually got it pulled from cinemas for being too close to The Exorcist. But um, it's a very interesting film. The the demon that she's possessed by is actually a Nigerian uh, trickster god or it's claiming to be a trickster god. Um, I tried to explain this to a friend the other day and he, because he, he knows a bit about folklore and he said, well, if it's not a trickster god but it's pretending to be a trickster god then isn't it just the ultimate trickster? Which um, sounds like a Zen cohen. Yeah, I know, I don't... Mind blowing. <laughs> I apologise, I think I may still be drunk from last night. Um... <laughs> no, I'm not, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but it's Abbey is worth watching because it's, it is quite camp and silly and the colour palette's really bright and vibrant but there's some um, very, very good performances in it it's genuinely unsettling, and you, you really feel for Abby, because Abby is um, a young married woman. She's married to a pastor, I think, and um, at the beginning it's almost campy. You've got her mother-in-law saying, I don't know how you do it, Abby, working two jobs and doing all that volunteer work at church. So she's like the most <laughs> Christian lady ever, but she she's really good and really nice. Um,
0: is she, is she more then... even more Christian than um, the woman in Black Devil Doll from Hell? <laughs> <laughs> His house is just festooned with Bibles and Jesus <laughs> statues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: she's she's Christian, and um, what they don't do, which happens in a lot of the, um, well, I watched a couple of the Italian um, exorcist ripoffs as well. But what it doesn't do is have that kind of weird, squicky thing about female sexuality. No, in that it's it has Abby and her husband. They're they they they're, 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 they're church going people, and then. They're, but their Christianity is kind of about being nice and helping in the helping out in the community, and it, it shows that yeah they they have sex and they're really happy and that's really cool, as opposed to, you know, she wanted some cock and now she's possessed by the devil, which is... I think I think we're going to
1: come to, to that
0: on the, of, um,
2: the next film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. I think that literally is probably <laughs> word for word a line from that.
0: Yeah, well, let's come on to that now uh, because for our second feature, I'm afraid I've picked Alberto de Martino's 1974 film, The Antichrist, also known as The Tempter. He is the
5: essence of the unholy... His names are the symbols of fear,
3: thief of life, enemy of the faith, foe to the human race. The tempter, Satan, why do you stand and resist? She is his, deliver her from evil, the tempter, rated R.
0: The Antichrist is about how a woman changes from this...
5: In mathematics you know it's absurd, yet in other dimensions it's not unlikely.
0: ...into this...
5: So many cocks you can't remember and you like this! You <laughs> <Still laughs> like fucking him, huh? Marry a whore! Stop. A cocksucker! I fuck all of you!
0: <laughs> right, so firstly... Um, uh, this podcast is rated
3: nc 17 for language. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, I'm sorry to have had to put you all through this because um, I mean I get the impression none of you liked it <laughs> but I think it's probably no. my favourite of all the Exorcist rip-offs um, it's not completely incompetent and inept but it is incompetent and inept enough at times to make it um, you can take it as a serious film and laugh at it simultaneously which I like um, by that I'm mainly talking about the visual effects of course which are some of the ropeiest I've ever seen mm-hmm. um, but I think they, they're they so bad, they go beyond awful and come back the other side just be amazing. Yes. <laughs> that, that bit where she levit, not only levitates, but floats out of one window, <laughs> goes outside and <laughs> floats back in again. It's just beautiful. Um, and I also think that Alberto Di Martino is a really underrated director. Um, some of the films he made after this, Blazing Magnums, really cool. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, cop, that's brilliant. D- cop movie, Dirty Harry ripoff. Um Holocaust 2000 is kind of preempts the Omen sequels, and that's really good. And Bloodlink and Formula for a Murder are both really strong 1980s. Genre. Oh. That was a very yeah, good it, it Yeah, he is a very good director. Um, I don't think The Antichrist is his best directed film by any means, or his best written film, but I love it. Um, and I found this comment on YouTube about it. Um Coco Bolo Girl says this movie is totally stellar and mind-blowingly sleazy, especially the part where she licks the goat's ass. Also her weirdo <laughs> lust for her dad and her brother. Class act, must see, have illegal substances on hand for full enjoyment. Five star, would watch again, A+++. <laughs> I want I, <laughs> to I, I wanna, I wanna
1: come back to the, the goat rimming. The goat thing. Yeah, yeah, the goat the goat thing. Like I, I bought the Anchor Bay DVD of this years and years ago and one of the selling points was on the back. It says, fully restored, the notorious goat orgy. And I've watched this film right. twice, and I don't know if it is just because it is so colossally boring that my brain is physically incapable of staying engaged. But both mm-hmm. times, I have not seen a woman rimming a goat. And right. I and okay. her, her this there's a
0: there's uh. a seven, over seven minute scene of her having a wank. Yes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. During I, I, that, she yeah, she but, fantasizes about this. Black mass or whatever, yep. and it cuts between Hippolyta licking, like basically sticking her tongue out in a licky motion, yeah. and a close-up of a goat's ass. You never actually see the two connect, which is probably for I, the best. I don't I remember.
1: remember, the remember the that. Arse. We watched re- it this I re- week. I, re- I remember the tongue,
0: <laughs> but I don't remember
1: the yeah. goat ass. Maybe the, just the trauma. I've, I've blocked it out. I don't know. I, I... Maybe
3: she's chained down, and they bring this goat, and they kind of have its tail open, so you see. Yeah, it's behind just, they bring I it over and. Think
1: that... I think I must have just signed out. I, I don't know. I mean, it is quite
0: a. I'll tell you what. It's uh. It's obviously, it's obviously been something subliminal that's made you wear your black Philip T-shirt, David. <laughs> 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 it's as, as far as it's actually
2: possible. It's a subtle goat rimming scene. Right. <laughs> it's tastefully done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. Okay. Who Who is the most favourable towards the Antichrist other than me? Um, I like
2: it. I
3: like I quite liked it too. Yeah, I like it. It's a bit too long. It's yeah, it's too way, long. Too long. It's slightly boring at parts, but I don't know. Overall I, I enjoyed it. I do
0: think one of the downsides of the Exorcist is that it sort of seems to have um convinced all the rip offs that they need to be about two hours long. Two hours long, mm.
3: yeah. Like the Exorcist doesn't feel long at all. This one feels way longer, even though it's shorter. Mm-hmm.
0: So. It's it's fun, isn't it? It's um
3: It's fun, yeah.
2: I think the, the actress that plays Hippolyta is brilliant. Yeah, she's just very good. But in the yeah. in the ridiculous scene she really properly goes for it. Yeah, and yeah. um in the the last scene, um, she looks like she should be fronting some kind of really cool punk band. Yeah. She's got yeah, much eye awesome. makeup and a dress is kind of split at the bottom and you're just like, Yeah, you can, you can just see her on like a eighties top of the pot yeah. <laughs> um,
1: She she's the only thing I liked about the movie. I I, I thought she I don't know brilliant. if
0: there were actual punks in nineteen seventy four dressing like that. So.
2: Yeah, well, maybe there we go. She invented punk. so It's a significant, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> significant movie for that reason.
0: And um, she's got that magic color-changing dress. Yeah. Yep. That is uh, brown normally, and then whenever there's a special effects scene, it turns grey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that bit with her arm where she she makes her arm move across the room. Oh, it's yeah. so bad. <laughs> so bad. There's some really classy bits as well, like in that really long wanking scene, the way that her walls turn into sky. Mm. I think that looks really Mm. cool.
1: It's the classiest wank I've ever seen, I think. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's the classiest wank I've ever seen. (laughs) I don't know what that would be, but if they ever do a musical version of the Antichrist, it's in it. Sarah, I haven't heard much from you. Recently. I've
4: literally watched this movie, like, three days ago and have no memory of it. I don't know what happened. I think I just got so bored, my brain's just pressed delete. I don't understand what's boring about it. It's super boring. <laughs> I hate the 70s. Like, I, I mean, I, the I love the I 70s. I just see the 70s it? and I switch off.
1: Even I found it boring. Like, nothing happens for 50 minutes.
0: That's not true. There's that bit where she goes on the um, the coach trip and yeah. Poor twists guy. that guy's head round. <laughs> mm-hmm cuz they have to have a revolving head presumably at some yeah. point. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you don't even see it revolve.
0: You just you see You do. You
3: do. You don't you see do. it revolve. You do. You it's
0: really quick. It's really quick, but you do see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do
3: see it. Very, very
0: Yeah. I mean, I've watched this twice in the last couple of weeks, so I've, I've checked <laughs> <this stuff. laughs> i uh, I clearly
1: just for some reason my brain must have just blacked out all the good bits like just oh there's a good
4: we were big... both yeah, on gone. facebook complaining we we're both on facebook on uh, complaining to cliff that he was making us watch this film that's what happened <laughs>
3: maybe just maybe you, you should have watched us. it instead
1: yeah well i've i've seen it before <sighs> but... CJ
0: i'm i'm surprised that you couldn't relate to it a bit more because um, firstly surely this uh, reaction to seeing an animal would have uh, brought back some memories
5: <gasps> a dog oh, no. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and also there's this guy who says perform. I'm a
4: doctor.
3: I don't perform any miracles. Perform 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 performance.
4: Perform <laughs> he clearly says perform. It's perform He says, he perform. says perform. perform. No one can pronounce he doesn't. perform.
0: Uh right. Okay. Well, um the antichrist is obviously been a complete fucking failure. <laughs> well, <laughs> not complete. Not complete. I mean, Emily you enjoyed it a bit, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it has it has some good bits to it. It, it is beautifully directed. Soundtrack's quite good as well. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: Anya Morricone.
2: It's clunky, but there's some lovely art direction.
0: Yeah, the sets are brilliant. The DP was Joe Damato. So... Joe Damato, yeah, yeah.
2: Weird, a lot of lot of talent involved
1: to make such a yeah. wretched
0: film. <laughs> it's not <laughs> wretched. It's
1: great.
0: <laughs> well, now I feel possessed to play a round of scary noises. So as ever, six pairs of films to identify, music from one, dialogue from another, and one half of each pair will be a film that fits this month's theme. And to remind us what this month's theme is, uh, we've got the leprechaun himself, Warwick Davis. So Warwick, what is the theme? Possession. There we go. Um, So, your first pair of scary noises, fingers on buzzers, here you go. Why don't you tell me
3: the truth?
4: Don't you trust me? But I do, I do but you keep telling me you don't remember about that time in Washington. I don't know if I believe
0: you. CJ! Uh,
1: I was going to say The Exodus 2 for the dialogue. Yes. Cool, okay, good. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to guess on the music um, yeah. and say Full Moon High. <laughs>
0: no. So Richard and Emily, the music. Why don't
4: you tell me the truth? Don't
5: you trust me? But I do. I oh.
4: do, but you keep telling me you don't remember about that time in Washington.
3: I don't know if I believe Yep. I want to say the music is Hellraiser.
0: It is Hellraiser. I oh, yeah, do well thought oh, it was familiar, yeah. Alright, here's a number two. If
5: you can remove the spirits deeper on your own, while possessed, then you've
1: completed the training. If I have to remove it for you, then the therapy
5: continues. There's also a lot
1: of homework. Yes,
4: um, the dialogue's Ava's Possessions, it is. I think. It is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the music is. It sounds more like something Craig would know than yeah, me. Yeah,
1: it feels like the kind of thing I'd listen to. Is it Return of the Living Dead?
0: No. Uh, so, Richard and Emily, music. Guess. If you can remove the spirit steeper on your own while possessed,
1: then you've completed the training. If I have to wait it for you, then
5: the therapy continues. There's also a lot of homework and have some pretty
4: uncomfortable conversations with your family. And your yeah, I
0: think
2: I already
1: stumbled into those. No. I feel like I should know what that is, but I don't. Yeah, it's like some 80s hardcore,
4: it.
0: maybe. Uh, it's it's uh, Nazi punks. Fuck off from Green Room.
4: Ah, <gasps> oh, fucking hell! I've listened to that recently as well. Oh well. All right, number three.
5: Hello. Helen, Dorothy Fremont, you are coming to Suzette's party. Oh, wonderful. I have a fantastic tree plant. Oh, well, I found a perfectly delightful caterer who has a marvelous idea. His name is Fouad Ramses.
0: Yes, <laughs> Uh It's
1: definitely Bloodfeast, the dialogue. Yep. Um, the music is so familiar. It's Italian.
4: Yeah. Uh, so is it the Night Child? It oh, yes, could be the well Night on. Child. Yeah. Well done.
0: Yeah. So you get a bonus point for getting both halves there. Wow. So halfway is uh, five one to see Jane Sarah. Here we go. Number four. Do
5: you really know what it means, priest, for a woman to long for a
3: cock? <laughs> you know how <laughs> <a> funny <laughs> yes, Donna, was it. Don't over the yep, Yeah. The music. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the dialogue, any any idea, Emily? Did you? I didn't get the
2: dialogue. Um, at all. I was wondering if that was from the, uh, the Antichrist.
0: No, it wasn't. um So yeah, Dawn of the Dead is the music, but the dialogue to get CJ and Sarah.
2: Do you really know what it means,
0: priest, for a woman to
5: long for a cock? Do you know how horny a virgin gets? Uh. Those years. Oh yes, priest. Years. Mm-hmm. To Max, I was still a virgin mother the rotten old bitch
3: he was impotent I know what it is huh? oh god
4: I feel like I should know what it is but I don't
3: it feels
1: yeah. so so familiar um is it the exorcist three cries and shadows
0: <laughs> no it's not it's um the house exorcism it's, oh. yeah. yes so number five
5: judging by his uniform that's our friend mendez the captain he hasn't been dead for long either. He was close in there it's as if he was trying to hide from something. He looks no completely torn apart. What do you think like could have done that to? I wish I knew, Lieutenant. Look at the way his skin and clothes
3: are torn. Was oh, it's was Oh, I don't know. Like as if he exploded. Dialogue is kind of familiar.
1: I didn't, I didn't actually catch any it? of the dialogue. I was too busy listening to that groovy little tune. <laughs>
0: a bit <of> easy <laughs> listening. Uh, the music was from Ruby, the uh, possession film star in Piper Laurie, and the dialogue was from Contamination.
4: I was almost going to say that because it said about the explosion, and then I yeah. was like, "There's no way." Okay, I'm a fool.
0: Okay, and finally, number six.
3: The reports are just coming in that a jumbo jet has crashed in central London. Over 300 people are believed to have been on board the plane. Unconfirmed report says that the plane plunged
0: into an office block
1: and exploded. Yeah, CJ. Oh, I was all with it until it said office block, and then I was like, shit. I thought it, I thought it was the Survivor.
0: No. Any idea on the music?
1: Uh, pff, uh, full mate, no. Like
0: <laughs> So, Richard <laughs> and Emily
3: are just coming in that a jumbo jet has crashed in central london over 300 people are believed to have been on board the plane unconfirmed reports say that the plane plunged into an office block and exploded falling debris has set fire to a cinema and many people in the streets below have been killed
0: and it'll be a tie if you get both of these
3: i thought the dialogue got shock but the plane didn't explode so
0: nope. no
3: Uh.
0: no That was a tough one. Um, the dialogue was from the Medusa touch and the music was from the Wailing.
4: Oh god, uh, I knew I knew it, yeah. From the
0: exorcism scene in Damn the Wailing. Uh, so good. So, final scores, 5 to CJ and Sarah, 2 to Richard and Emily. Well, all that's got me in the mood for down in a pint or three of holy water, so it's time for us to go. (laughs) Next month, we'll be sharpening our claws for a show about killer cats, and I'm feline good about that one. We're on Facebook, (laughs) Twitter, letterboxd, and email at dx5podcast (laughs) at gmail.com. So do get in touch, and thanks for listening.